0: Welcome to the Friends of Israel Today. I'm Steve Conover. With me is our host and teacher, Chris Katolka. We want to invite you to join us for our online conference, Awaken, March 4th and 5th. It's not too late to register. Awaken will open your eyes to God's Word and equip you for the coming day of the Lord, the rapture of the Church, and the restoration of God's Kingdom. Visit foiconferences.org to register or to learn more. That's foiconferences.org. Steve, I always love our online conferences. This
1: awaken one's going to be a, a an awesome prophecy conference. Uh, I'll be emceeing it, and I'm looking forward to doing a message called Tossing and Turning. Uh, it's all about the second coming of the Lord Jesus and what that means for us as Christians. So, again, please register for that. It's going to be a, a great opportunity to dive into God's word. But today, we're actually going to be continuing our conversation about the history, the origins of the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry, and also where we are today. What is the Friends of What is the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry doing around the world to reach out to our Jewish friends, to show them that we care about them and to provide spiritual and physical comfort to them even today? Uh, we have a great panel. We have Jim, Dr. Jim Showers, the Executive Director of the Friends of Israel, Dr. Mike Stollard, who's the Director of International Outreach, and Steve Herzig, Uh, director of North American Outreach,
0: joining us back again for our roundtable. I'm really looking forward to it. Good news for those of you wishing to travel to Israel. As of January 9th, 2022, vaccinated and recovered non-Israeli tourists from all countries will be granted entrance. All former red list countries will move to the orange list and travelers from those countries will be permitted to enter Israel as well. Additionally, Israeli citizens may travel to other countries.
1: Steve, I uh, know this is very good news. I know here at Friends of Israel, we have been, uh, you know, hankering to get back to Israel. We've all been waiting anxiously for things to open back up again. Uh, So this is all very good news. Now, just a reminder, though, Israel still requires vaccinations and a mandatory PCR COVID test at the airport. I'm very happy to see, though, that the borders are opening again But the Israeli government needs to act quickly to resurrect this lifeless tourism industry that they have, an industry that beat records in 2019, only to be shattered by COVID in 2020 and 2021. Let's pray 2022 is a year of reopening to those who want to make a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. Well, we are back for round two of our discussion on the history of the Friends of Israel. If you were with us uh, last week, uh, we talked about the, the the origins, the birth of the Friends of Israel gospel ministry, the important work that God has called us to do um, as Bible-believing Christians from the Philadelphia area got together in 1938, uh, because God called them to help the Jewish people in their darkest time, in their darkest suffering, in their darkest moments. Um, and so you know what? The thing is, is that we could have easily, after World War II, closed our shops, and said, "Well, we did our duty. Uh, the Holocaust is over, but we didn't because we saw a need. The need was that Jewish people, Christians are called to minister to Jewish people, to show the love of the Messiah to the Jewish people, and that is an ongoing work that we see happening, and it's it's been going on for 83 years at Friends of Israel. And Jim, our executive director, I'm I'm glad that you're with us, Jim. Uh, you know, FOI has developed over the years." Uh, and matured into the organization that you're leading today. Uh, In 83 years, we could say that we've seen a lot of change. Uh, We've seen a lot of change in our culture. We've seen a lot of change in our churches. Uh, We've even seen a lot of change in technology. But the one thing that hasn't changed at the Friends of Israel um, is our doctrinal integrity. Uh, Why is that important, uh, especially for Friends of Israel, Jim?
2: Well, I think doctrinal integrity is important for any Christian organization, whether it's the church or parachurch organizations like the Friends of Israel. And quite often we've seen, and we've all seen this, where ministries have gone astray from what they believed and what they were founded for, is usually the beginning of the end for those ministries. For us as an organization, we have such a narrow niche. We're, we're about Israel. If we change our theology, if we change our convictions of what the Word of God teaches, we, we really have no more purpose to exist. And so uh, we have held true to what we believe and why we believe it from the days when we were founded in 1938 now i find this interesting chris one of the major denominations that was involved in founding this organization no longer stands with us because they have changed we haven't so uh sticking to your to your uh beliefs is vitally important it's important to us personally in our faith it's important to the churches we attend it's it's important to parachurch organizations like the Friends of Israel, mission organizations that we support. And recently I was was in a discussion with an individual who's been studying our organization um, and they looked at, they went back and read clear back to the days of Victor in Israel My Glory and looked at other documents and their conclusion was this. Every one of the executive directors, their language is consistent what we're saying today isn't any different than what victor was saying in the 40s and 50s and 60s uh, what marv rosenthal said in the 70s and 80s what elwood mcquade said in the 90s and what bill sutter said in the 2000s or what i'm saying today it, it's just a measure of the consistency of our conviction if you hold steady to the word of god then you should be talking the same way even though we change up the methodology of our ministry to to change with the times and culture. For example, one of the fastest growing areas of our ministry today is our media ministries because people are so connected digitally and everybody carries around, or most people carry around a smart device and that's how they connect. That's how they get their news. That's how they get information. And so you have to go there if you want to minister to them. Otherwise, you miss that whole segment of the world today. So uh, and God is leading us today into expanding our teaching ministry through a digital media, uh, an exciting development here that God's really put upon our hearts. And we see God totally behind that. So just an example of we can change our methodology or the way we minister, but we will never change what we're committed to and what we believe the world of God teaches. Because our, our belief in the word of God is based on a literal grammatical hermeneutic uh, it's set in the cultural context that defines what the word of God says. We take it for what it says.
1: Yeah. And you know, we, we left our last say, uh, last week we, you ended, uh, the program by reading uh, a uh, excerpt from our very first Israel my glory publication. and I, I was saying to you, you know Jim, that sounds like something that we would write today in Israel my glory because of the continuity there. yes you know that was a periodical back then. it was had no pictures, it had nothing. it was just very straightforward text. But that doesn't mean just because we've added pictures to Israel, my glory, and now we're on the radio and now we have a podcast uh, and now we're moving more into digital teaching as well. Like you said, the 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 message of what we're preaching and teaching stays the same about Israel because the scriptures stay the same. We've not moved from what the scriptures teach about Israel and the Jewish people. And Steve, if there's anybody sitting at this table that has seen change at Friends of Israel, it's been you because you are the, of all the people sitting here at this table, uh, you've been with Friends of Israel the longest. Uh, I'm old, Chris. You I'm are, old. I can see, No, you're not old. How long have you been? 40 years with Friends of Israel. 40 plus years. 40, yes. 40 years of the 83 years of Friends of Israel. We're not going to date you at all, but you, you came after a transition and leadership from from Victor Buxbosin to Marv Rosenthal. And during that time, there was an expansion of Jewish ministry throughout the United States, which is what you're leading now, North American Ministries.
3: In fact, it was through the Friends of Israel that you came to faith in the Lord Jesus, which I think is just awesome and amazing. That's right, Chris. In fact, in 1975, uh, I went to California on a vacation uh, and was invited to a bible study and i went because they were serving free bagels lox and cream cheese all you could eat and i went with the idea that i didn't have to talk to anybody all i wanted to do was eat and that was fulfilled but ultimately i took the literature from that bible study interacted with the representative friends of israel and not only came to faith but a year later moved back to california to be discipled by that representative of friends of israel and later about a year later, I met Marv Rosenthal, who was the director at that time, who spoke at a men's meeting in Huntington Beach. I was there, and the representative told Marvin about me. He had to. Marvin invited me to Atlantic City for a new program that they had and uh, to be there for the summer. All that to say, uh, my relationship with Friends of Israel began in 75 uh, through that uh, Bible study and then just grew to ultimately met my wife through the summer program, uh, went on to Bible college and worked part-time with Friends of Israel, and then served in Chicago under David Levy, and then uh, 25 years ago, came to the home office here at Friends of Israel. So yes, and during those years of change, and and Jim has already discussed the different uh, executive directors, and for me, except for Victor, I worked under all of them. And I have to say, Although I do it in a different way, and probably each decade could tell you the different ways I did it, the message has always been the same. We've done Bible studies, men's meeting, campus ministry, uh, all these different things that we do, and we preach the same message. We do the same thing because our burden, our desire is exactly the same.
1: You know, uh, we're talking about the fact that we have, you, you, you were ministered to by a Friends of Israel. Uh, outreach representative, somebody who was reaching out, teaching the the truth of who Jesus, the Messiah is, and that impacted your life. And we have representatives all around the country that are doing that right now.
3: It's amazing, Chris, how God calls people. It's a call. I realize the inspired word says Abraham was called, but Chris, a calling, whether it's uh, approved by the inerrant text or in the reality of a person's life, Is still the same. People are called to minister. It's it's an amazing thing.
1: That's one of the best things that I love, Jim, uh, especially with our staff conferences that we have when we all get together uh, and we have a chance to fellowship with one another. All of our workers from all around the world gathered together. And the one thing I always go home with is it's always nice to be with people who who have the same passion I have. And that's what it's like. We have the same call.
2: Yes. In fact, we experienced that now <clears throat> since COVID. We've been able to do chapel using the new virtual technology. <clears throat> and we get to hear ministry stories from different staff members from week to week. And to me, it's just a blessing to see how God is working individually in the lives of all of our staff. And they're all having an impact. Mm-hmm. And as you say, we're all on the same page. It's, we all have the same passion. We all have the same burden and love for the Jewish people. And we all are just servants of the Lord seeking to do his will.
1: We're continuing to minister here at Friends of Israel. We have one more segment and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the work that we are doing all around the world. And, and really, uh, I want to take a moment too with Jim to talk about his vision for the Friends of Israel. What's the future of Friends of Israel uh, as, as we look down the future to see what God has in store? Where has he taking us? I'm excited to see how God's going to continue using this ministry. You're going to want to be sure to stick around.
0: We learn in 1 Timothy 4.13 to take heed to doctrine. Doctrine is vitally important to the Christian life. And yet today, even Christians take unbiblical stances merely because they're popular. Yet God's word is true and unchanging. We're thankful to the Lord that the leaders of the Friends of Israel have never wavered on doctrine. That's since our founding in 1938. That's right, Steve.
1: The Friends of Israel has held true to our doctrine. And we actually even produced a booklet called Here We Stand, which captures 19 key Christian beliefs that we value here at our ministry. As you read through it, you're gonna see that we hold true to the gospel of Jesus Christ as paramount and essential to teaching. You'll also see that Jesus' first coming was an important part of God's greater and glorious plan to redeem all of creation at his second coming. And we hold true to the fact that God has a plan and future for Israel and
0: the Jewish people. You can purchase your copy of Here We Stand, 19 Key Christian Beliefs by going to foiradio.org. Again, that's foiradio.org. Welcome
1: back, everybody. Uh, Mike. Um, I know that you did not get a chance to say much during the first segment, but that's why I wanted you to start this off. Uh, you know, you direct, you oversee our international outreach here at Friends of Israel, and uh, we've come a long way since Victor Buxbazin's first push into Warsaw after World War II. Can you give us a glimpse of what International Ministries looks like now?
4: Well, it's uh, like Jim was saying. In general, it's amazing how God calls and places people throughout the entire. Planet. FOI, Friends of Israel, now has field representatives in nine different countries. Mm. We're in Israel, Ukraine, Poland, Germany, France, United Kingdom, Argentina, New Zealand, and Australia. Wow. And Chris, our workers in those countries actually go into other countries where we don't have field representatives, like Belarus and Russia and those kind of places. And, uh, so, I, I counted last, last last time I checked it around 16 countries that we actually have an impact. And uh, I, let me just share a few uh, places where things are happening. Uh, Poland, we probably have five workers plus three interns. It's probably our greatest number of uh, uh, workers in terms of uh, countries that we have. They're getting into videos hot and heavy because of COVID also, just like Jim was talking about here. Uh, we do that, uh, but the you know victor went after her, her into back to poland she had 19 year old soldier in the polish underground in the w- warsaw ghetto as a gentile she went to argentina he got her to come back to poland and she has just opened up that country and for decades they've had christian camps or camps run by christians for jewish children wow and it's one of the most amazing stories and i've been there and witnessed the, the camps that they do uh, these summer camps, just like our camps, only they're for Jewish children. Wow. Uh, and uh, the evangelization and the Bible study and the loving of Jewish people is amazing. We also have a clinic in Argentina located between two quarters of uh, Jewish quarters in Argentina. That's probably our strongest evangelistic work. They are just so gifted. I've never seen people so gifted in turning physical maladies into an opportunity to talk about spiritual maladies and sharing the gospel of Christ. And then in Israel, we have three church plants. We're excited about that. And, uh, you know, even 30 years ago, they're saying there were only like two 2,000 or so Christians, uh, Jewish Christians in all of Israel. And now some are saying it's even as high as 30,000. I don't know. Everybody gives you a different number. But those church plants are on the cutting edge. They're doing videos. They're enduring persecution as they do their outreach Uh, and then uh, the last example i just want to give is australia we have five workers australia is as big as the continental usa but we had nobody there two decades ago
1: yeah that's amazing
0: the work that he's done there
4: and now we have five workers gold coast on the east of the west coast and it's interesting in australia the belief in the future of national israel is the last option among evangelical christians Mm. And so we have, we're have we taking a stand there and we're one of the few who are helping uh, support the doctrine that God loves the Jewish people and has a future for them as a nation uh, as well as spiritually. And so our workers around the world, and there's a whole lot more I could say, they share the gospel of eternal life through Yeshua or Jesus the Messiah, and they teach the church what the Bible says about Israel, and they give comfort to the Jewish people both spiritually and physically. And I'm uh, proud of what our workers are doing around the world.
1: It really is amazing. And that's not only happening all around the world. Steve, it's happening right here. And you direct uh, North American Ministries. Can you share a little bit about what we're doing to reach out to the Jewish communities here in the U.S.?
3: Well, we're doing a number of different things. As I said uh, in the previous time, I was with you talking about how things don't change. I went to a Bible study. We have Bible studies all around Canada, all around the United States. Uh, We have campus ministry that we've been doing uh, from the 60s and still are doing it today. We have a couple people that's that's mostly what they do. We have a young woman in Arizona who is the only kosher restaurant, even though she doesn't charge. She's the only source of kosher food in Flagstaff. And it's it's amazing. And that's relatively new. We have uh, several of our people are making available the the use of tech with Facebook uh, and having a ministry that way. We have a couple of our people who are doing their own podcast. Chris, you and I started a podcast in the midst of uh, one of our another ministry in North America ministries called Equip. Uh, you should talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, well, it's a great podcast, and it's something I hope that our people listen to. But I also want to bring up the fact that there are we we have church ministries representatives that are speaking at more than three hundred churches during the year, which is just amazing. Even during COVID, we have outreach ministers that are going into churches and speaking about the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry and the outreach that we have at more than 300 churches around the U.S. It's just amazing.
3: Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because we used to have what was called field evangelists back when I first started. And they had a map in uh, Israel My Glory magazine with their picture all plastered all around the United States. And the, the desire was for them to get biblical information, biblical messages, biblical teaching. Jim talked about doctrine, doctrine into the churches and pastors. Several of them would always feel uncomfortable talking about Israel and would bring us in. And Chris, they're still doing that. We're still called to do it. One of our number one things is Passover, Chris. People think that Christians invented Passover. Jesus celebrated the Passover. And when we go to churches in North America Uh, that's probably the number one ask that, that would you please do a Passover for us? It changes the lives of the believers.
1: Yeah, you know, we're busy all around the United States. I know that for sure. But Jim, you know, there's a future for Friends of Israel that's, you know, a a bright future. We have a lot going on. I thought maybe you'd cast a vision for our listeners about what's coming up for Friends of Israel. What's the future for our organization?
2: Thank you, Chris. I I agree with you. The future for the Friends of Israel is very bright. Um, We we have a lot of work to do the challenges haven't diminished just as the times have gone on in fact in some ways they've grown but we're willing to accept those challenges and see them as opportunities in which god is giving us uh, open doors for ministry so one of the areas is we've and we've alluded to this in our discussion last week and this week but more and more churches are not teaching about israel and about end time events and israel's important role in all of that and so We, we, as we travel, we speak, people come up to us and say, we don't, we don't hear this anymore. We can't tell you the last time we, we studied prophecy. Nobody teaches about Israel anymore, things like that. We see that as an opportunity and we want to increase the footprint of our teaching ministry. And one of the ways we'll do that is through digital media. We are in the process right now of making plans to build a studio onto the end of our headquarters here because we have no designated space for recording video, but we want to create video um, and create really expand our video teaching content you were part of a very important project a couple of years ago uh, that produced the common thread DVD teaching series and, and study guidebook well that has been so well received we have people who get it they use it in their small groups in their in their Bible studies in their Sunday school and then they call up and say when's the next one coming out we mm-hmm. want more of this so we're hearing from people they want more teaching they want truth. In fact I just saw a survey that was released today, a survey of the Evangelical church and they were talking about the things that people like about their churches and then the things they have against their churches. The number one thing they have against their churches is the lack of in-depth teaching. yeah see so we all have a spiritual nature. we all want to feed it and if if people are not being fed, they're hungry. And we believe that God is going to use Friends of Israel to uh, step into the void there. So um, we want to create uh, multiple channels to get our, our teaching out and multiple programming uh, and let God use that as ever in any way he would. So that's huge uh, future, but... It's more than that. It's about continue to bring people into this ministry, and particularly younger people. It wasn't that many years ago when you were one of them? Mm-hmm. Now you've now not gone, too young anymore. Nah, you're in the middle ages there, Chris. But um, <laughs> we were excited when you came in. We've had a l- number of younger people, but I'm excited about what you're doing, in North American Ministries, to create opportunities to bring people into the ministry and allow them to experience the ministry and participate in the ministry if God calls them to do that. And who knows? Eventually, maybe they'll come on staff with us, but. The, you know, the equip education, the encounter to to get a little experience with Friends of Israel, the internship program bridges that we're looking to expand. Um, We want to create more opportunities, give people a chance to do ministry. And through that, God may lay upon their heart a calling to Jewish ministry. And certainly at Friends of Israel, we would like to talk to them if that's what God's doing in their heart. So those are a couple of things I could share more. But time says I can't. Well, Jim, I actually
1: think you ended it the perfect way. It's a great opportunity for people to get involved. If you want to get involved with Friends of Israel, there's opportunities that are available. You just got to go to our website, FOI.org, and there you can connect with us. Uh, But gentlemen, I am so thankful uh, for the the two weeks that you've given uh, of your time to be able to come and share about the organization, our origins, what we're doing today, and where we're going in the future. Thank you, gentlemen.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. A special thanks to Jim Showers, Mike Stallard, and Steve Herzig for being our guests today. Chris, tell our listeners where we're headed next week.
1: Yeah, so uh, if you've been a part of this conversation, if we talked about the history of Friends of Israel, you'll see a very important part of our history was Israel My Glory magazine. Uh, It's read all around the world. And so next week, we're going to be doing our Israel My Glory in depth. We're going to be looking at our most recent issue of Israel
0: My Glory, which is titled How to Read the Bible. Our host and teacher is Chris Katolka. Today's program was produced by Tom Galeon. Our theme music was composed and performed by Jeremy Strong. I'm Steve Conover, executive producer. The Friends of Israel Today is a production of the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. We are a worldwide evangelical ministry proclaiming biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah while bringing physical and spiritual comfort to the Jewish people.